Preparing for Lent Novena, Day 3 Important Lesson You Receive More When You Give When I was principal of a Catholic elementary school, a lesson for another day, I changed the celebration of Christmas in the school. The students did not bring in gifts for each other, but they worked to help a poor school in Chicago so that kids there could have the supplies they needed for school. Welcome to Day 3 of the Preparing for Lent Novena. Today, we will discuss the benefit of giving alms, as almsgiving is an important part of a healthy spiritual Lent. The question almsgiving raises is whether or not our stuff, or our God, are more important. And so today's reflection will help us each to identify how to become more generous. I remember a story I was told about Mother Teresa in a time where she was giving oranges, a rare luxury for those with whom she worked, to a family only to find they gave three of the six oranges back to her. They needed to be generous, and this was the way it could be done. And so each of us can be generous, and each of us should be generous. Possessions become a problem in the spiritual life when they become things that possess us. I want this stuff, or to live this standard of living, or to have these things more than I want to grow in holiness and to have a deep relationship with the Lord Jesus. Important Lesson We have all probably heard the phrase, it is better to give than to receive, and we probably don't think too much about it. But there are two contrasting stories in the Bible that might help us to decide how it is we will practice almsgiving this Lent. The first story is about the man who had many possessions, and the second is the widow who gave all she had to live on. Let's look at each story to see what they might teach us about almsgiving. The Rich Young Man The story of the rich young man is one that helps us to know that it is not always the case that only following the commandments makes us holy. Sometimes more is required of us. Of course, with each person this is different, but for the rich young man it was not only about keeping the commandments. Teacher, what good must I do to gain eternal life? The rich young man is moved with great motivation. His question is one that all of us should ask Jesus. What good must I do to gain eternal life? What is important in Jesus' answer to this question is that he sends the young man back to the scriptures. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Which ones? This is an important point. It is not the case that Jesus is saying it is okay to ignore the commandments. He is not going to do away with these commands. We still need to follow them. And we need to follow all the commandments. The rich young man could be seen as trying to hedge his bets. He asked him, which ones? What do I still lack? So maybe his heart is not all in it. But his heart is in it enough for him to ask this second question. What do I still lack? And this is the dangerous question if we do not want to change. 
Can you ask Jesus this question? What do I still lack? It takes some courage, a virtue, to answer this question honestly. So the question of the rich young man is an important lesson for all of us. What do I still lack? And if we wish to grow in holiness, we must summon the question, what do I still lack? And when Jesus answers us, we need to commit to not only intellectually understanding this important lesson, but more importantly, that we commit to living the importance of it in our lives. If you wish to be perfect, it is interesting that when we consider almsgiving, we might think that it is about what we give. But really, it is how we receive and what we receive from Jesus. Trying to accumulate stuff can take away our trust in God. We can try even to fill our heart with stuff and not with the love of God. We can find our heart changing. We can think that we have possessions, but the reality is, if we are not careful, possessions can have us. And so the important lesson is that possessions had the rich young man. When the young man heard this statement, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus did not just want the rich young man's compliance with the rules of the law. As important as the law is, Jesus wanted the entire heart of the rich young man. And the thought of giving his whole heart made the young man sad. The widow's might. The widow, who gave all she had to live on, is the antithesis of the rich young man. She enjoyed a freedom quite different from the rich young man. She could absolutely trust in God. We live in a world where we see the rich giving lavish gifts and receiving accolades for doing so. And while there are many wealthy people who are very generous, they give from what they have left over, at least some of the time. But the widow has placed her total trust in God. The widow has given not from excess, because the widow has her heart in very much the right place. For her, it is all about God. So who will you be? Today, these two stories give us the contrast. Will you be the person who gives only a little bit of what's left over? Or will you and your almsgiving come from a deep desire to please God and to follow God wherever he leads. It is not that we need to always exhaust our resources. The difference in these stories is the heart. Can we continue to develop a very generous heart? Or are we afraid God may lead us where we do not want to go? So we hang on to our hearts. So where do I start? The place to begin is to offer your heart to God. If you struggle to do so, ask God to help you to offer your heart. The beginning is to ask God to stretch your heart. And if what he asks seems too much, don't walk away from Jesus. Walk with him. Bible verses to ponder. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourself that do not wear out, 
an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. Luke chapter 12 verse 33 But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. Luke chapter 19 verse 8 Consider this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each must do as already determined, without sadness or compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7 Is it not sharing your bread with the hungry, bringing the afflicted and the homeless into your house, clothing the naked when you see them, and not turning your back on your own flesh? Isaiah chapter 58, verse 7 Reflection Questions to Ponder What does it mean to have a generous heart? How are you like both the rich young man and the widow? When you consider what to give away, what makes your heart sad? What does this tell you about what God wants? How do you believe God wants you to be generous and give to the poor? In what ways can you be generous with other things besides money? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise and glorify your name. We praise you because you have given us so many blessings, even if we do not always see those blessings. We thank you for the gifts and talents you have given to us, gifts that we can use to help others. We praise you, Lord, for the people you have sent into our lives to teach us how it is we can be more generous, those who have taught us to be more faithful and true to you. We know that too often we are like the rich young man. We want to hang on to what it is that you have given us. We want to keep it for ourselves. We know that sometimes we want to follow you on our own terms, that we want to follow you by doing only what we want. But we know that this is not what following you means. Help us to learn how to grow in almsgiving. Help us to learn the more important lesson you want to teach us is about how it is you want us to grow in almsgiving. For we know Lent is a time for us to focus more and more on prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And we do want to do so, Lord. And so we make this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus, for he is your Son. You sent him to save us. You showed us your overwhelming love for us by having him die on the cross for us. In his name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.